Courtside Indiana podcast is brought to you by Metro Indy Basketball Fall League. The 14th annual Fall League runs from Sundays, October 11th through November 1st. For more information and to register, visit MetroIndyBasketball.com. Also, Box Out Sports, the best sports graphics platform. Built for speed and control with your organization in mind. Try it now for free at BoxOutSports.com. Welcome to episode 29 of Courts at Indiana podcast. Uh, Jim Reamer, as always, joined again by Zach Tyler. Zach, how was your first week of uh, in-classroom teaching? Uh, it was it was interesting and a challenge at the same yeah. time, doing live at the same time as streaming to the kids at home. So hopefully we're, we're back full in the classroom in the next couple weeks here. Are you alternating or are you – again, we, we probably talk about this every week and I forget um, – are you alternating or are you doing simultaneous? I mean, you're, are you preparing two lesson plans or, or just one big one? One big one. Yep. So okay. whatever the kid, whatever I'm doing at school on Monday, the kids at home are doing on, on Monday also. And then okay. we just roll right through a normal week like we would if they were all there. Wow. Okay. Well, we are going to do what we always do this week. We're going to update people on offers and commitments. And then this week we're going to move into the class of 2023 and, and we're going to start off with you, Zach, go ahead with this week's offers and commitments. All right. Shorter list this week. Yeah. Um, Vincent Brady, Vincent Brady from cathedral, Chicago state offer, CJ Gunn, Cincinnati offer, Draven Gibbs from McCutcheon, uh, IU offer that follows up the Purdue offer he had before. And then we had two commitments this week. Landon Jordan from Cherubusco committed to Huntington. And then Cooper Jacoby committed to Toledo. Um, what do you think about the Jordan? It's a guy you've seen a little bit. What do you think about his commitment to Huntington? Yeah, I, Especially with I think the, that's the Crossroads pretty, League, which is kind of your wheelhouse. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a pretty good fit for him there. His athleticism and, and uh, guarding a couple different positions will, will be very beneficial for Huntington. Uh, here in the near future. Yeah. Think he can guard fours at that level? He might be able to step out and, and uh, guard a four. It needs to get a little more discipline on D, I think, to do that. Yeah. Uh, maybe not jump out as much, but, but, but I, think it, I think he can learn it. Um, the, the Cooper Jacoby commitment, I guess it was a surprise to me um, – Based on oh nice, based on um, the timing of it, I guess I didn't know what he was thinking in terms of um, when he was going to make his decision. As my computer locks up, or as my Safari browser locks up, um, but I mean that's a the, the Mac is a great situation for him. You know, I don't he. At that level, he's he's going to be extremely versatile, and I I really like his playmaking ability. At that level, he's going to be able to play multiple positions. He's going to even be able to play be some small ball four, and be a guy who can they can run offense through in that situation. I mean, he's six seven. He's physical. Um, his shot's going to improve. I, I think he's got a chance. He'll, you know, you hate to. I I hate the way colleges are having you know handling their transfers and these days and. 
not a big fan of the post-grad rule. Um, not that I don't know that a lot of college coaches are, to be honest. Obviously, they take advantage of it when they can. Um, but he'll be a guy that you probably could end up developing and end up at a high major at some point. So um, just his versatility. And, and I think the only thing left for him is is going to be his, just his, his outside shot improving. Um, but I've, I've just, he's just always been a favorite kid that I've, that I've liked in that class. And I mean, it's, that's why Silver Creek is good. They've got two extremely skilled, uh, I don't know, you want to call them bigs, forwards, whatever, uh, that, you know, that just are tremendous matchup problems for people. And, and they're going to continue to be matchup problems in college as well, both him and, of course, uh, Trey Kaufman. So Gibbs, what? couples his Purdue offer with an Indiana offer and so those are his first two offers right he's yeah coming in strong with with two Big Ten schools two in-state Big Ten schools um you know and then Vincent Brady picks up his first division one offer and it's, it's funny we're getting ready to talk about 2023 point guards it's the the deepest position the 2023 level Whereas shooting guards in 2021 is the deepest position. And, you know, we've already got five kids committed to Division I schools. That's not including guys like Blake Wesley, Keon Thompson, Jake Heiderbreeder, Jaden Brewer, Nalon Thompson, all guys that have D1 offers. Uh, now here's, here's Vincent Brady coming in with a D1 offer. Blake Barker's committed to the Army as another D1 commitment. So that shooting guard position, I guess if you count Colson Montgomery as a D1 baseball player committed to Indiana. I mean, there's going to probably be 11 guys in that position in 2021 who commit to Division One schools. So, um, and that's kind of where we are with the point guards in 2023. A good transition. Draven Gibbs is he's got IU and Purdue, and and you know, there's some questions as to who's the best player in the class. He's certainly in that discussion. Jalen Hooks. Uh, is another guy in that discussion. I, I think there's guys in Northern Indiana who really like Ashton Williamson, who's going to be a guy that you talk about quite a bit um, here as we break down the point guards. But but Gibbs is such a nifty scorer. He's got a lot of sh- shit to his game. Pardon my language there, but he's he's got a lot of a lot of good things going with his game. He shoots the ball well. He can he can score off the dribble. His mid range game is probably the best in the class. Um, he is sees the floor well in transition. He's gotten better at that in the half court. The ball doesn't stick with him as much, and that's a function of youth and and a function of learning how to play without the basketball and the the value of moving it. Um, he he's size will be an issue with him, um, but his dad, who was a really good basketball player at Anderson Madison Heights back when. Anderson had three high schools, and were and each of one of them were producing a lot of talent. His dad, Benji Gibbs, was was a tremendous high school player, and and is bigger, stronger, thicker than what Draven is, and so Draven probably has some still still has some growing to do. Um, but um, I mean, I think Indiana and Purdue are basically setting up the landscape that they're going to battle for him over the next couple of years before he makes up his mind. So, you seen Gibbs much? Uh, not at all, actually. Unfortunately, no, I haven't. Well, he's far enough north. That'll be a guy that will get you to once yeah, the season sure. gets here. So, um, well, he 
he tops off the point guard list and 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 that puts us kind of right into transition there just going right from him to Ashton Williamson so go ahead and talk a little bit about your breakdown of Ashton and we'll just we'll just move through this list here of of 2023 point guards we, not a whole lot else to discuss right now we're sort of in a limbo you know, sort of in a little bit of a limbo here between the summer and this and the school season yeah so a lot of the things you you mentioned for Draven are things that I feel like Ashton uh, possesses also yep. sees sees well in the open floor uh, in transition can his range is unlimited great floor leader um, he could probably he could probably play the two he's got the size to play the two and the shooting ability to play the two uh, he come he can he can uh, pull up on you and or he can go right by you too he loves getting to the basket in transition. Um, and just any time, I guess he loves getting to the basket. And he finishes really well at the rim also. He can play through a lot of, a lot of contact under there. Um, and he rebounds really well for a point guard as well. Works hard at it, you can tell. The, the one thing right now, uh, I think he forces some passes a little sometimes. But and, that, that, and that's just him wanting to get his guys involved too. Yeah. That's that, – I'm being a little more unselfish than what maybe he should be sometimes for that Calumet team that he plays for. Well, and it, it showed up and they played Hammond in the sectional. That was the regional Saturday. That was one of the games I watched streaming um, was them against Hammond and just his length and athleticism. He, yep. he's, he stands out even in that game. Um, you know, Hammond's an older team than what Calumet was, or at least in terms of their key players. And it's it's not like Hammond and Hammond didn't have a I mean Hammond pretty much returns everybody but pretty much a team of juniors, um, although they've got a kid on this list too. So um, I loved his his willingness to move the ball. I think what you said is a is a valid point as far as forcing passes. I'm not sure they're they're kind of a dribble drive team, and I think that against Hammond just the physicality of Hammond just being a year or two stronger than him at almost every position, he started to wear down a little bit against it and just realized that even though you might have your, a defender's hip on, you know, you're, you're at a def- your defender's hip. If you're not strong enough to turn that corner or you're not stronger than your defender, then you're not going to get around that corner and, you know, it put him in a position where he was sort of in between shot and between pass, and they they weren't getting a lot of movement off the ball, or if they were, um, you know, a lot of those mistakes or a lot of that movement was negated at the rim. Uh, but you know, yeah, that was my only view of him during the school season was on video against Hammond. But I love his potential defensively. I love his length. Yeah, um, he's electric in the half court. I've not been as enamored with his shooting as what you say he is um, or what you've seen. Um, but it's, but it's there. It's, it's not like it's, it's not like it's um, something that can't be worked with. So, or that, that won't, that won't get a chance to improve. So um, anything else on him? Uh, he doesn't have, he's, his recruiting hasn't really gotten going yet. I know he's been in, I know he's got a lot of schools looking at him because I've gotten some calls on him, and I, his summer coach, Mike Covey, is a guy that gets those guys out, gets them seen, so or he gets their gets the word out on his guys. So, yeah, anything I, else on him? 
I was going to touch on what you said with his length on defense. His, his arms are so long that it deflects passes all day, and he'll take them down and dunk on you too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to them uh, getting a chance to see them play during the school year. So, um, a couple of guys that we that I see quite a bit because they're both right here near Carmel is. is Preston Roberts and Logan Imes. Preston Roberts is from Noblesville, six foot three point guard. Logan Imes is a six foot two point guard for Zionsville. I, I thought that you know Preston spent part of the year at Noblesville starting uh, for what was mostly a, a junior dominant team, and he'll continue to start this year. He'll have a much bigger role this year than what he did last year. Presumably, he'll have a bigger role. Um, but he was their second best athlete at the varsity level as a freshman. He will be their best athlete this year because the Hunt kids graduated and Hunt was extremely good in the sectional, um, like scary good, especially against Carmel. Um, and, you know, Preston spent the early part of the year a little bit tentative offensively, and, and that gets corrected not only in terms of, in terms of experience, but it also gets corrected in terms of they're going to need him to up his game. So because he's – He's a big, strong body kid. He, he's able to finish in the paint through people or, or through contact, I should say. Um, very good outside shooter. Probably better off the catch, like a kick out versus coming off screens right now. Um, and he's, he's got a good mid-range game. Um, that's, that's a kid that I coach. I like his defense. He, he's improved a lot playing for John Pack and Paul. Of course, John... That's how old I am. John played for me as well when he was in high school. I don't know if any if you guys remember John Peckinpah played at IPFW. He was part of the Muncie Central teams that got to the state finals in the mid two thousands against Lawrence North. Um, John was one of the most physical players I've ever coached. It, it showed up when he played at IPFW. He had to play his final two years wearing a helmet, <laughs> wearing a wrestling helmet because of his uh, concussion issues that he had. And he just refused to ever give up. And one of the best defenders I ever coached, and it's really helped Preston's game. And, and it's made Noblesville, he's brought a lot of toughness to Noblesville that, um, that they hadn't had in previous seasons. So he's, he's more of an in-your-shorts, in your man-to-man defensive team. And I think that's going to really benefit Preston, especially who has the athletic system to, to do that at a high level. Um, Logan Imes is um, the kid that I thought should have started from day one at Zionsville. Um, I, you know, Coach Busick, nothing wrong with it. It's, it's a preference thing. He, he's, you know, he had two seniors that he started. Uh, there was an injury that forced Imes into the starting rotation. I thought they were better early in the year when Imes was on the floor, and, and maybe those were just times that I was watching him play. He was really good against Carmel. And not a kid that as a, when he did have opportunities to get a lot of minutes that he scored a lot, but he definitely was the one guy on that team who could get by people and get in the paint and make a play. He really changed the disposition of the sectional game against Fishers. He made some two really nice late second half passes that allowed what was a very sluggish tight ball game to where Zionsville ended up with like a three possession lead. And, and then just the way those teams were, were not really going back and forth. Um, that was 
an, almost an insurmountable lead because neither team in the game was played in the 20s for the most part. And Iams came in, and all of a sudden they go on like a 6 or 7-0 run, and that, and that made a big difference, just his ability to create. And neither team had that at the varsity level in that game, and he was a big-time difference maker. And then I'll throw another kid in there before we get to a couple more of the guys that you've seen, Miles Stringer from Fishers. So all three of those guys are in the same conference. Miles is, is another point guard. He primarily, I don't know that he even, I think he dressed varsity by the end of the year. He, didn't, he got almost 100% of his minutes at the JV level. Um, he is on a team that graduated a lot of guys. He should definitely see a bigger role this year for Fishers. Again, a lot like Williamson, just the length, athleticism. He's not as big, or he's not as tall, I should say. Um, and he's going to be a guy that can really get downhill um, and, and, create play, and create shots for other people. It would be interesting to see how he pairs with Simmons because they can, they could probably run a lot of ball screen stuff. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure what Coach Weiniger is going to bring the Fishers with that group. I know he was kind of a dribble drive guy at Warren Central. Um, you know, he's going to fit his his system to his personnel. But Miles is a kid that people are going to. If he doesn't have a huge statistical year as a frat, or if he doesn't have a big statistical year as a sophomore, he's going to be a guy as a junior and senior for sure. Who. Um, is just with his combination of athleticism, strength, and just how confident he is, and, and how aggressive he is, he's going to get the he's going to get in the paint almost at will, and or at least that's going to be what his mo is, and his shot has to improve. Where Imes and, and Roberts are probably a little bit more refined as shooters, uh, that's a part of the game Stringer has to improve upon. So Stringer reminds me a lot of Jordan Woods who's that's one of the guys you're going to talk about, right? Is Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, Jordan played on that Hammond team you mentioned earlier that was full of, full of juniors and will be seniors this year. Uh, uh, So he didn't really have to do too much offensively for that team. He was just, he was steady. He ran the point well when he was in, uh, didn't force much, shot it well. I felt like shot well from, from 15 foot also he'll, get a little bit past his defender and pull up right there. Uh, I felt like he rebounded really well for, for when he was, when he was in the game and when he, uh, in his position, but, but I, I felt like he had a really, really big impact for that Hammond team as a freshman. Yeah. He, he, you know, he, he impacted some plays defensively when I saw him play earlier in the spring, uh, really the summer, uh, late June. It was the, really the first weekend that we got a chance to, that we got a chance to play. And he was impressive on that end of the floor right away. I don't know. They didn't play a great team, so a lot of their baskets were in transition, but, a, but much of that was him him creating it. And just a really physical kid. And, and Look, if you're going to play varsity as a freshman in the region, like Williamson did, you know, Williamson was a starter for them, like Woods did, you're going to have to come in and be aggressive and – and almost be an alpha male when you're on the court. And, and, and Woods fits that mold yeah. extremely well. So um, a, a guy who started for Southport from day one, A.J. Dantzler, he reminds me a lot, just the way he moves, the way he shoots. Um, Julius Mays from Marion. You know, Julius was a guy, you know, started out at uh, – uh, or ended up at Kentucky – and, you know, it's 
you don't want to make that projection this early in the game, but but just the they look and move exactly the same. And you know, AJ had a good freshman year for what was a very young Southport team, a Southport team that started three freshmen or at least played three freshmen a lot. Um, and you know, Dancer was. I want to say he was their second leading scorer, maybe their third leading scorer, but he was definitely a double-digit scorer as a freshman. Shoots the ball extremely well. I think he's he's improved a lot in the half court. You know, a lot of that stuff sometimes depends on what your system is, and if you're if you know if you're running a lot of sets where you've got some guided, where you've got a little bit more of a structured situation, you know, he's making those plays. Um, but then another South Side guy that by the end of the year was starting varsity for center Grove, which is Marcus Anthony. And I'm never sure if I ever pronounce his name, right? It's a N K N E Y started the year on JV. I think by the end of it, coach Han had decided that, you know, if they weren't going to get consistency out of older kids, they might as well go with the guy they think was going to be the future of that program as far as at that position. So it was around the cathedral game where he became a starting point guard for their varsity team. And it may have been the game before that, but, but against Cathedral, he was good. You know, he hit some shots late, didn't hit a lot of shots early, but he hit some shots late when, uh, you know, Cathedral was just muscling up everybody else. He stepped into some catches. And, and when you look at the kind of pressure that Cathedral put on him, that was sort of a rude uh, way to start, <laughs> start your uh, varsity career. But he handled it very well. I was really impressed with him after that game, and, and it, was, um, it was good to see. So both those guys on Southern in, in the south side of Indianapolis are um, kids to keep an eye on. And also before we get into a couple of other guys that you were looking at, uh, Keon Miller, too, at Southport, also is a starting guard. Definitely part of their top six at, at Southport. So him and Dantzler both uh, were, were, were backcourt starters for the Southport Cardinals. So. Um, go on. Uh, you 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 got to see Marcus Burton play two or three times during the school year, right? Uh, yeah, I got to see him at least twice. Okay, uh, and I saw in the beginning of the year against Carroll. But go ahead with your impression of Marcus. Okay, so I saw him against uh, that tough Adams team this year, mm-hmm. and uh, which was they gave everybody fits this year. That's for sure. Um, but 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 Marcus ran the point for them. Him and uh. Joe Smith is another kid from Penn. Yeah, both of those kids are yeah, both in that 2023 class. Yep, yep. They both played that game quite a bit. Uh, struggled quite a bit just with that that tough defense Adams plays on get all over the guards. But but uh Marcus seemed to handle the pressure a little bit. Um I felt like he was forcing passes also in that game maybe even forcing shots in that game, but, but they were just getting ran out of the gym by that Adams team. So yeah. he was just trying to do anything they could to get it to stay in that thing. Uh, Adam, but, Adam's mostly seniors, correct? And they, yep. They're going to be just like him and they're going to be all seniors this year. Oh, they were juniors last year. Yep. Yep. So they're going to be just like him and this year as well. But yeah, Marcus played well, uh, shot at decent, he was better at the dribble drive into the basket and then either dish off or, or score a layup that way. He's but, a crafty uh, kid. He's a, he's a tough yeah. kid too. He plays with a lot Definitely of tough plays the chip on his shoulder. He's a quiet kid. But then when the game's in the line, which against Carroll, 
again, we go back to Jalen Jackson, who's in the you know 2022 class, one of my favorites at that position in that class. You know, they were able to bottle bottle Burton up, and uh, you know, Coach Rhodes came to me in last June, so two Junes ago, when they were at team camp at Indiana Wesleyan, and he told me that he thought Burton was their next big their next big guard. He compared him to the same impact wise to Jordan Geist, and I liked Marcus a lot, and he's a kid that from the beginning of the year to when I saw him play in the summer, I did not see him play. I just saw him play once during the school season, the very first game of the year. Uh, by the time I watched him in the summer, his shot had improved, his outside shot. He didn't really shoot the ball from the outside against Carroll, and they didn't give him an opportunity. Um, but by the by the middle of, I don't know what you want to say, June, July, whatever the the second or third event that we were playing in, he was a kid that was hitting. It was primarily a set shot. It was off the catch. Right now, he's not shooting a whole lot of threes off the dribble. If he's if he's attacking with the dribble, he's getting downhill, um, and he definitely finds people. He's he's yeah. he's probably one of the better passers in that class. Um, what else did you like about him? Was that was that most of it? Yeah, that was about it with Marcus. Yeah. Just that small sample size and in that game, size will be an issue with him from a recruiting standpoint. Yeah. You know, and you know, you look at Stringer. We've got both kids. I mean, Stringer's probably grown some since the school season was over. You know, I, I think he's got some more length. Um, but size, I think, will continue to be an issue for Marcus in terms of just from a recruiting standpoint. He's going to have a great career at Penn, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out from a recruiting standpoint. So, um. Two kids I want to touch on. One of them maybe more of a shooting guard, but Braden Shrewsbury and Dylan Moles. Braden is uh, a guard at West Lafayette. He was their sixth man. I wouldn't be surprised if, if we looked it up. I wouldn't be surprised if he was their leading scorer in, in the second half of the season. I know he had some big games. He's a kid that had a green light, which Coach Wood doesn't give a whole lot. Uh, Braden's father, Micah, is the, head, is the assistant coach at Purdue, was also on staff at Butler. Or, I'm sorry, well, yeah, Butler, but but Boston with, with Coach Stevens uh, with the Celtics. Played for Cathedral back in the mid-'90s on, on some of their better teams. And, um, you know, Braden is way more aggressive than his father, <laughs> especially in terms of looking to get shots up. His father was a distributor. He's kind of a glue guy. Uh, ended up playing at Hanover. Um, Whereas Braden is is, I don't want to say he's a gunner because I think he takes good shots, but he gets in the shots pretty quickly, and uh, you know I think he might be more of a two than a one, um, but I think if he can play the point and be a guy who can run a team, and still be a great shooter, then he it, I think that helps his recruiting. Um, another kid is sort of in that same mold is Dylan Moles from Greenfield. Again, those two guys are probably, along with Ankney, Gibbs, are four outstanding shooters at that position. Dantzler, so five outstanding shooters at that position. I mean, this is by far the deepest position in that class. Um, I'm going to rattle off some more names before, uh, b- before you talk about your last couple of dudes, but um, those two guys are right there with the top shooters in that at that position and even the top shooters in that class. 
um, Christian Johnson started as a freshman at Park Heritage, which if you don't, you know, if you're not paying attention or you didn't follow it, there was a merger or a consolidation between um, Turkey Run and Rockville. It's now Park Heritage. They've been very good so far athletically. And uh, they had a strong basketball season, and Christian Johnson was their starting point guard as a freshman. Um, kid that's he's going to be one to keep an eye on, Caden Oliver from Madison. You know, I didn't see them play during the school year. I saw them in the summer. Coach Wilkerson's first year there at, at Madison. Um, if I'm pretty sure he started as a freshman, and there's no question he's going to be the guy that runs that team this year, even though they've got some decent upperclassmen. But um, that that kind of flows us into another guy you liked was Jamie Hodges, right? Yeah, I really like Jamie Hodges at Michigan City. Uh, high energy dude. Shorter though, we've talked about with uh, with Marcus and. You mentioned with uh, who else did you say Stringer? Uh, yeah. Size wise, he's five eight. That I mean, that might be a little generous, but high energy and <laughs> gets downhill in a hurry. Will get to the basket and drop that teardrop on you, and uh, really really active on defense. Also, eat you up at the top of the key on D. Um, just high energy like i said plays hard and is a really good player for michigan city yeah i look for him to have a good season this year um i mean that's it i you know i think that you know we've talked about the 2022 guys there's a lot more recruiting part of that discussion because a lot of those guys have offers a lot of those guys we know have been getting looked at and even taking some you know taking some unofficial visits and you know, the freshmen don't have that just yet. You know, there's probably what I'm going to look here real quick. Um, hopefully I've got this. Probably don't need to make. I mean, right now there's only three kids in the 2023 class with offers or at least reported offers. So, you know, there's, that's not going to be a big part of our discussion. Although I, I will say, and we, we've still got some more maybe names to at least mention, but I will say that the 2005 class of point guards, Dominique James, Deontay Vaughn, um, or yeah, Devontae Vaughn, or no, Deontay Vaughn, too many Christmas. Um, Armand Bassett, Jason Holsinger, um, that was a class that ended up with 14 or 15 Division One players either directly out of high school or, or, or a couple of them went the junior college route. And again, that's just from one position. We, we might come close to this right now. I think there's going to be, I mean, we're looking at probably 11 or 12 guys in this class. Once some of these kids start to really fill out physically, that could end up being division one kids just from this position alone. And it, Heading into it, it's by far the deepest class. You know, you've got even guys like Billy Brown at Tenley who had a great year statistically for them, led them in scoring. He's going to be a guy that has to maybe refine his, you know, is he a point? Is he just a, a small shooting guard? Um, you know, another guy that – a couple of guys from Southern Indiana that are going to be impactful. Blake Herta started as a freshman for Evansville Central. Isaac Higgs this year was a kid that played a lot of varsity for Evansville Wrights. Will be a starting, will be their starting point guard this year. 
um, just making sure we get some Southern Indiana kids down here in the mix. Um, you'd already talked about Julius Smith, or he goes by Joe, but his name's Julius out of Penn. Um, you know, and and you know, and a couple of other guys that I know you're going to want to hit up real quick too. Who would the? You know, there was a couple of other guys you were going to mention. Yeah, I can I can drop a couple names. Uh, yeah, do that. Guys uh, Marcus, Marcus, that Marcus, you liked. Yeah, Marcus Northern at Washington. Uh, he was kind of behind those three big guys they had this year, so it wasn't really uh, a name that was mentioned much, but he's there, Marcus Northern. Uh, I've seen Luke McBride down over at Norwell, shoot lights out, really good player. Coach's son, Um, right? Yeah, coach's son, Bethel guy. Uh, Ty Shoemaker from North Judson. I know you've uh, seen him a little bit, haven't you? Yeah, and I think him and and he's probably a kid we need to move to the shooting guard list. Okay. And um, oh, there's McBride. Okay, I was going to say I didn't see McBride's name on there. I wondered if I know we had him because I know we had Coach McBride's kid on our list, but um, we did have him here. But I mean, look, we we've named we've already named two or three guys that have started varsity who aren't even for better or for worse. I mean, the way we're handling rankings is we're, we're ranking down to a certain number and then everybody else is kind of in tiers, you know. And that's kind of where we are on this list now is, I mean, I want to say we've got, I mean, we've got 35, we've got 60 point guards, if not a little bit more that we've had a chance to either see play or, or know that is – you know, been recommended to us by school coaches or people in their area. And, uh, you know, a lot of these guys are kids too, that we know play a lot of varsity. Um, you know, even a kid like Keegan Manowitz at North at Jennings County is probably going to play baseball in college, but he's a kid that came out and scored 27 points in his first varsity game last year as a freshman. Um, it, it's just a talented class. And, and it's, you know, Eric Troutman started varsity for Anderson, uh, you know, and, and there's just a lot of talent at this position and a lot of guys that are going to have a chance as they develop physic- as they develop physically will, will cause us to sort of reshape our thought on, on where they, where they're, how they're compared to other kids, you know, in their class. Um, you know, even going back to, you know, even going back to, to Billy Brown at Tenley, they started three freshmen. Uh, they may have started two. They started Jaden Pinkston and Billy, and then they bought Jeffrey Pinkston off the bench. And I would say coming into their freshman year, most of us were kind of focused on the Pinkston kids, Pinkston brothers. And then Billy comes out and steals the show. Now he gets a lot of shots. He gets a lot of shots in games. And, you know, he's going to – He's going to be a guy that if you crowd him, he's just going to keep backing up and shooting some more. Uh, but then he can get going, and you know he can go out and hit six or seven threes in a game without blinking. Um, you know, the other kid I like was Blake Henderson at, at Harrison High School, West Lafayette, Harrison. Um, just a lot of good point guards in this class, and there's still a lot of names we've not even touched on yet, but. 
but I think for the most part, we've gotten most of these guys. It's, it's not as deep of a conversation as it is with the 2022 guys. And I think that's what we're going to find out because a lot of the recruiting hasn't started yet. So anyone else you wanted to touch on before we, I guess, wrap it up? This may be our shortest podcast yet. And I think we got a good start here on the, these guys. And, and I know we'll get into more names later on as we move into their uh, junior and senior year. Yeah, we will. No, no doubt. We'll, and we'll get a chance to watch these dudes and get a little bit better opinion. But, but I, I think that's kind of it. But um, any, any, any other news before we, uh, before we wrap it up and get our, get our advertising reads on? Not on my end, I don't think. Hopefully I can get my notes active here. I, I got a new computer, so things aren't going as smoothly as I'd like them to right this minute. And it's glad I'm not freaking out. Um, anyway, well, um, Courtside Indiana podcast is sponsored by Metro Indy Basketball Fall League. Uh, to full disclosure, it's a league that I run. The 14th annual Metro Indy Basketball Fall League runs on Sundays, October 11th through November 1st. For more information and to register, visit MetroIndyBasketball.com. And you've got your read. Do you have a read ready? Yeah, Box Out Sports, leading online graphic solution, giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes this season. Sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. And again, I will mention every week, too, that if you haven't noticed on social media, all that stuff that high school coaches and athletics directors all those nice graphics that they're producing, those they're not creating those on their own. They're using box out sports. So um, you started using them too mid season for us. And I think we're going to, there's going to be a bigger emphasis on that as we go forward. So uh, courts at Indiana podcast is now available on Apple podcast, as well as Spotify and SoundCloud. Uh, You can subscribe to each via your telephone app and have them or via, you know, your app or desktop and have them develop delivered straight to your phone tablet or desktop and if you can give us a a rating and a review that would be greatly appreciated so zach our shortest podcast yet i think um but i think that's about it for this week so thanks for uh thanks for participating as always yeah thank you and for those that listen every week or those that are listening for the first time uh, we thank you very much and we look forward to talking to you guys next week (laughs) 